I can't wait for you to hear this interview today. As I interview Emily, we connected via Instagram and I've been following her for a while and I was so excited when she graciously accepted um, to be able to be interviewed on the podcast. So Emily is a mindset coach. She's passionate about helping others overcome fear so they can step into their power and go after the things they desire in life. Born and raised in the Amish culture, she always wondered if there was more to life and could one find true happiness. Knowing she was made for more, she made the decision at 17 to leave the culture and everything she had known her whole life. After leaving the culture, she got her GED with hopes of going to college, but then became pregnant at the age of 18 and married at 19. A year and a half in, into the abusive marriage, she knew she had to get out, but felt stuck. She soon found out she was pregnant with her second son. So then fast forward, she was newly divorced and also a single mom. She made the decision to go to Purdue and said, despite it all, she graduated working full-time as a single mom in four years. She then also, during that time period, she enrolled in the gym and then she lost over 65 pounds and found a passion for powerlifting. After graduation, she soon sighed, oh, I love to have this dream corporate job. Then after years of chasing happiness in that she found out it was time to leave so that she can fulfill her calling and purpose in her life was to inspire and empower others to overcome fear and go after they want in life. Please tune in with me as I interview Emily Adams. All right. Welcome to Runners University Women's Guide to Running After 35. Thank you for joining me on this episode. And we are continuing with our theme of interviewing some awesome women that are out there doing the thing. For Women's History Month, the whole month of March, uh, you'll hear me with doing some interviews with some ladies that have unique backgrounds, but they are still out there killing it and they have a story to tell. And with me today, I have Emily Adams. Her Instagram is Inspire, Empower, and Impact. Thank you for joining me today, Emily. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Like we were, you know, Insta friends. So we have it. This is actually the first time we're actually talking, I guess, face to face. Virtually, right? Yes, the virtual, <laughs> the virtual meetings, which have become the norm now, uh, obviously, after the year that we've had. But thank you for joining me on today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. So tell me a little bit about kind of your story, your journey. Um, it could be life as well as kind of what your, you know, health and wellness journey looks like. Mm, okay. Well, we can talk all day, but I'll make this short. I don't want to give like a three hour episode here. So we'll keep it short. <laughs> um, but, uh, just to start. So I was born and raised in Indiana and, uh, growing. So I was actually born and raised in the Amish culture and, for those who are listening or wondering if the um, TV reality shows are true, they are not. Um, so don't believe everything that you see on TV or read on the internet. And um, at 17, I made the decision to actually leave the culture. And I left in the middle of the night, jumped out of a two-story house uh, with a bag of clothes, some big dreams and some high hopes of going after what I wanted in a different life. I just wanted something different because I knew I wasn't meant to live that lifestyle. 
And to give some kind of context, um, in the Amish culture, there is zero female empowerment. It is very much male dominance and the females don't do, don't have a voice or don't do anything outside of taking care of the house. Right. And growing up, I was always very athletic. I was a tomboy. I was hanging out with my brothers. I would play basketball with them very athletic. And I always wondered like, what would it be like if I actually got the opportunity to like, you know, go to practice, to show up and do the things. And when I left at 17, I didn't really think much of it because I was more so focused on trying to get an education because the Amish culture only goes to eighth grade, which is equivalent to a sixth grade elementary education. Mm. So as soon as I left, you know, my goal was to get my GED and to really become this corporate person. Getting into fitness was not the plan. And then at um, at 18, I got pregnant, which was not in the plan either, and was married at 19 because, and I always give this for context, uh, I got married because as soon as you get pregnant in the Amish culture, you need to get married to that man. So I was very much still wired in that mindset and still going through a culture shock at the same time. And yeah. so got married at 19 and it was a very toxic marriage. I didn't realize that mm-hmm. until I was in it and, um, was going to leave and got pregnant with my second son who I gained about 55 pounds with. And I finally left the marriage after three times filing divorce twice and attempting three times leaving a, a toxic marriage. is not always an easy process <laughs> and left. Mm-hmm. And when I left, I realized I was in this dark place of One, I had gained 55 pounds with my youngest. And two, I was like, what am I doing with my life? I left to be the corporate person. And here I was working at a factory full time and I was climbing the ladder, but I only had a GED. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to enroll in Purdue. So I enrolled in Purdue. And as a single mom working full time, I decided, you know, we're going to give it a shot to try to graduate in four years. Meanwhile, I should have went to therapy instead of therapy. I got a gym membership because I was like, I'm tired of being fat. Like that was my mindset. I'm just tired of being fat. And I got a gym membership where you had 24 seven access because I figured I could go in the like late at night or, you know, whenever I wanted, when people weren't in there, you know, because I was like heavy set and I didn't want to, you know, be a work around people that knew what they were doing. I had no idea at all. Nobody in the Amish culture works out. Like there's there's none of that, right? You run, you play, but you don't have like lifting, right? Yeah. So I started working out there and about two months into it, um, I started working with a personal trainer to get form down. And then I started realizing, um, wow, I need something more because I'm very competitive. And he asked me what my goals were. And he, he was very understanding. I was like, look, I'm just kind of here for therapy right now because I don't want to pay for therapy. I'm just here to work out because this is my way of numbing it out. And he's like, okay, cool. I was like, but I do want to be an athlete. And there was another female personal trainer close to him. And she heard me say this and she knew me personally. And she looked at me and she said, you know, moms can't be an athlete. Right. And I was like, what? And I just looked at her and I was like, what do you mean? She's like, no, moms can't be an athlete. And I was like, okay. Like I just kind of held on to that and I just didn't say anything. So then I started running Spartan races and I ran a double trifecta and went all over and it started losing the weight as I was running. Right. I was building confidence 
And it was amazing. Like what the gym was doing for me. I had lost like 65 pounds and I got Mm -hmm. tired of running and decided, you know what? I was at the Arnold in Columbus, Ohio. And I walked up to this booth that said USPA powerlifting on it. And I was like, I just need some knee sleeves. And the guy goes, do you powerlift? And I was like, no, he goes, you should like, you have the build for a powerlifting. I was like, what is powerlifting again? Like, I don't even know what it is. What do they do? <laughs> and so I, he, he's like, here's the contacts in Indiana. Like, look them up, you know? And I did. And I went to a competition. I'm like, man, I can do this. And so I switched training and I literally, my squat bench and deadlift, like when I switched my training, I all of a sudden I was like, man, I am freaking strong. Like what in the world happened? And so I did my first competition and I was hooked, not just because I was super strong and I gained confidence, but the community, like it didn't Mm -hmm. matter shape, size, race, gender, like everybody was cheering you on and you were your own competition. So powerlifting really empowered me to um, keep going. And it's actually been interesting because powerlifting has even, I went through a second divorce and right while going through that powerlifting actually kept me going because Mm -hmm. I, there was times like, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to get out of bed. You know, I was dealing with like, oh my goodness, he no longer loves me because he just like left. So, but the powerlifting and the consistency of working out was the only thing that kept my mental health in check. So I made, I had a goal when I started powerlifting to hit a thousand pound club and that's, Mm -hmm. you know, squat, bench and deadlift, you know, all of those equal thousand pounds. And I hit that in 2019. And in that moment, I had this realization of, holy cow, like I'm an athlete and I'm a mom and I'm athlete Mm -hmm. level in a drug tested federation. And I just hit a thousand pounds. Like I'm not retiring here. So then then I went to nationals. I went to drug tested nationals and that's, um, where I ended up lifting the best. I hit 430 on my squat, 430 on my deadlift. Only 210 bench. Um, my back max was 225, but you know, I'll take it. And then that's <laughs> awesome. Did, yeah. I decided um since I moved from Indiana to Florida to take a break. And so 2021 is going to be the year I'm going to do a figure competition. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, nice. But I what I'm seeing from the story is like even sometimes as women, we'll have other women that are discount discredit. Like that lady who was a personal trainer who should have been there empowering other women and saying, hey, girl, you can do it. Moms can't be athletes. Yeah. And you're like, where, you know, this is backwards. Yes. And using the your health and wellness to be able to use that as an outlet for you. A lot of people go in the reverse direction. You could have been 55 pounds to 75 pounds to 85 pounds greater than you were going through those different lifestyles, you know, life cycles and changes that you were going to. So you took, um, you know, heartbreak, heartache and turmoil and turned that into, guess what? I'm going to turn this around and do things for me because I only have me. (laughs) I only have one, you know, have one body and you still need to be a mom, a mom to two boys. Yes, I have a girl, girl and two boys. And actually, today's my youngest son's 12th birthday uh, at the time of this recording. And um, I finally graduated him from like teen spirit deodorant to like grown man deodorant today. <laughs> I was like, and you're done with this because you're beyond lust. So you probably know the boy, the boy struggle. How old are your boys? 
They are 14 and 11. So I know very much the boy struggle. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know if you have the same thing, but it's like the shower is the play for some reason. Mm -hmm. And every time you say it's time to take a shower, it's just like somebody wants to pour acid over it or something. It's just like, you're funky. Why, why are you not wanting to get into the shower? <laughs> yeah, no, it's nor. I mean, that's what I'm finding. It's consistent. Claire across my boys are the same way <laughs> and the working outs. I've recently made them start working out with me. And yes. so, yeah. So even more. Yeah. And I did the same thing. I've been trying to incorporate strength training in with my son. He has ADHD. And when he gets honed in on one thing, like PS4, YouTube, it just zone in. And if it was up to him, he'd probably spend eight, 10, 12 hours looking at some type of screen. <laughs> yep. So that's the rest. So yeah. And he's the opposite of me. I was active, played basketball, ran track, did all the things kind of similar to what you, you know, what you were talking about, but it's like, sometimes driving me like, man, why can't he do be like some of the things that I, I like to do? But I said, he has to find his own way, but you will be active and you will move and do something. It doesn't have to be formal, but <laughs> I'm the same way as a mom. I'm the same way. Yeah, for sure. So you probably kind of answered this already, but what do you think was kind of your turning point when you decided to focus on your health? Was it really shifting and saying, hey, I'm 50, I've gained 55 pounds? Yeah, I think that was part of it. And then the other part of it was like, oh man, like I couldn't stand who I was or how I looked. So I had zero confidence in just even thinking about dating again. I was like, no, like, I don't even want to talk to somebody because I don't even like who I am. But what's interesting, even after I lost the weights, I still had that mindset of I'm not enough. Right. So I had the external transformation, but I didn't have the internal transformation to go with it. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a, that's probably a common thing as well. And like you said, when you first started working out. And you didn't want to go to the gym during high traffic times because people felt like you have to be in shape to go to the gym. You know, I got to get in shape first and then I'll go. And it's like, well, that's backward, you know, thinking. And then, but when you go into an environment like that, you don't get welcome. And a lot of women do not like that environment. Or like you said, doesn't know anything about weights. You know how to get on the treadmill and walk or, you know, the Stairmaster. But when it comes to the weights, it's like, ah, that's kind of for guys and, I'm not really sure about that. So I'll just cardio myself to death. (laughs) But yeah, I think uh, I'm a big advocate of, you know, women being strong (laughs) and lifting, lifting, lifting heavy things. Cause we have, you know, we have to, our daily life is squatting, bending, moving, you know, it's just not walking, you know, as we, as you know. Um, So let's say who, who has been part of your, you know, kind of like your health squad or your support team, um, you know, exercise partner, anything like that, that's kind of helped you. Yeah. So for a little bit, I worked with someone that taught me how to count macros for macronutrition. And I actually got certified to to actually write macros. So I can write somebody's macro plan if they need to. Um, nice. so she was a big part of it. Her name was, is Eva Guzman and she's very oh, I big and big into fitness. Uh, so she was a huge part of it. And then I would also say my boys, my boys are my biggest fans. They will go into school. It's so funny because when I meet some of their friends, they're all like, Oh my goodness, that's your mom. And they'll be like, they, 
the, my oldest comes home and he goes, mom, I just told them what you lift. And they said they would be scared of you. So, <laughs> but they think it's really cool. You know, now it's cool to have a mom that is strong. And, you know, anytime I compete, you know, they're always, you know, bragging and they're like, oh my goodness. And anytime I bring a medal home or whatever, like they're like my biggest fans. Nice. That's, that's good to have. Good to have that support for sure too. Cause you know, as they're, you know, we got both sons that are in that age and then my older son's 19 as well, but you know, when they start getting that, I don't want to be around mom and being in mm-hmm. public, you know, don't hug me and, you know, stay over, stay over there. You just go ahead and just, you know, drop me off at the corner and yeah. I'll, I'll make it. the rest of the way. <laughs> that That's coming. I know it is, <laughs> but it's showing that women can lift heavy things, be strong, and they're seeing the example in you. And that's the thing is people, you know, kids will see, you know, they will observe a lot more things than what they're just told. Absolutely. So that that is awesome. So what is kind of, I know you said you're not competing in this year. What is your current like fitness routine and um, thing looks like and what keeps you motivated? So my current routine is a bodybuilding split, which has, um, really been eye-opening because I used to do a lot of powerlifting, which it's not quite as much volume. And now my bodybuilding mm-hmm. split is full body. And my goal is to hit 500 reps when I walk out of that gym. So, you know, if I'm doing, for example, I'll do say full body, I'll do shoulders. I'll do something for quads, something for hamstrings, something for back and then arms. And so it's like a hundred reps of each. And that's been really exhausting (laughs) because I'm not used to that, but I need to cut. um, I still need to cut some body fat and able to walk across, you know, a stage. So that's, you know, one of my goals in 2021. Um, And that's been challenging, but it's been good. And what keeps me motivated I uh, am not a believer in motivation. I always say motivation is bullshit because (laughs) motivation is so fleeting. One day I'm like, yes, I'm ready to eat like fruits and vegetables and all the good stuff. And the next day I'm like, where's the pizza and the ice cream? Like, right. (laughs) So um, it's actually the discipline being disciplined enough to know, like you want the results you put in the work, but I've really come to a terms with the nutrition side of things is the discipline, the discipline. And now it's kind of turned into, cause I do mindset coaching. It's kind of turned into what am I putting in my body? Like having that awareness of when I eat dairy, I love yogurt, man, yogurt's life. But when I eat dairy, I am so bloated. I don't feel good. So why am I putting that in my body? And so having that awareness of really like and being disciplined about it and not being like, well, screw it. I'm going to eat it anyways, even if I feel bloated. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that really kind of goes back to when I see the results, when I stick to it, that's kind of, that's what really keeps me motivated. Yeah. And that's a hard deal. Like you said, motivation is the fleeting. Like you said, everything is I'll start on Monday. Yes. I'll start on Monday. And then Monday gets here. I'll mess up. Oh, I messed up. Well, next Monday, I'll, <laughs> I'll do better. I'll, I'll start again that way. But yeah, it's interesting. Like you're talking about as far as the mindset does, what do you do with your mindset uh, coaching? Yeah. So my coaching right now is I work, um, all of my coaching is done virtually. So I work uh, one-on-one with clients that are trying to develop their mindset and also are trying to build a business or grow their platform because they go 
they both go very hand in hand. Uh, so some clients come to me and be like, look, I know I'm stuck in this rut. Like I can't overcome my fear of failure. I can't over, like I'm stuck here and I want to get through it. So then we work on the mindset side of it. And other ones come to me, they think they just need business support, but they really <laughs> need both. Uh, so I strategically mix that in. And a lot of the mindset work really comes down to, I'm just the guide. I just lead you, you do the work, right? So I'm, I just give you the tools that you need. And a lot of it starts with the awareness that we have as humans you know, what are we thinking? Where's our thoughts at? And it's interesting how many people don't even take two minutes out of their day to check in with their thoughts because all of your thoughts will become your beliefs. And so that's a lot of what, and then I kind of teach them how to unprogram themselves and then reprogram what they want programmed. Nice. Yeah. I think a lot of people, like you said, you just think sometimes you think you just need the nuts and bolts part of it. Like I need to know how to do Instagram or my website or marketing or something. And then you dig a little bit deeper in like you're saying, it's like, oh, it's all these other things. Yes. They <laughs> are all tied to together. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That all of it comes together. <laughs> so think about throughout this process, kind of with your life experiences and things and, you know, with fitness, with life, what do you, um, you know, what have you learned about yourself? Oh my goodness. I have learned so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the biggest thing I have learned just in um, the 32 years that I've been alive is um, self-love. Love is key. Love, self-love is key. And I think I say that because Growing up, I was never told I love you ever growing up. That was just the culture I was raised in. And I always sought things because I was always seeking love. And I also learned that once I can fully love myself, I know that I'm enough. And when I know that I'm enough, I know my worth. And so it all ties together full circle. And I think through fitness And other things, I also realized you can be the fittest person on earth and from a body perspective, but you can also be the unhealthiest mind on earth at the same time. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty powerful right there. Yeah. You know, we, we, we get bombarded with so many images of, you know, what beauty is supposed to look like for women and this size and that and the whole skewed Barbie you know, view of things and people, especially young girls now are trying to compete with that. And they're Mm -hmm. like, this is what the way it's supposed to be, or I'm just supposed to do this, or I'm supposed to do that. Or, oh, I won't do power lifting or Mm -hmm. I want to like, and then that whole mindset is that there's plenty of people that are 97 pounds, but they're, they're inside and their mental is gone otherwise. So it's not like, you know, it's just the, uh, facade that's that's thrown up there. We need to really say like, women are all shapes, colors, sizes, creeds, all of up and all beautiful. You exactly. know, you don't have to conform to what they're showing you is this, you know, the false picture of what they're showing you. It looks exactly. like. Um, what do you think is a common misconception for women and powerlifting? Mm. So you want to to kind of call out and say, uh, uh, so a common misconception that I always get when people know that I power lift, um, is I don't, I'm going to get bulky. 
So everybody thinks that when you start lifting heavy, you're going to get bulky. And I hear all the time, I've had even guys approach me in the gym saying, you're lifting really, really heavy. Like don't hurt yourself and don't get bulky. And I'm like, and for like, I'm not going to lie. It used to trigger me very, very bad when Mm -hmm. especially a guy would come up to me and say, don't get bulky. And there would be times, there's been times I've like been like, yo, this is my body. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, instead of lashing out to them, educate them. So now if someone says, you know, don't get bulky, I just kind of smile. And I said, you know, I've been doing this for four years and I'm still not bulky. So I think I'm good, but let me educate you how you get bulky. Like you're not going to get bulky by lifting weights unless that's your goal. That's not my goal. And for females, even if it is their goal to get bulky, it's very challenging. You have to put in some serious work and change up some diets and like a lot of stuff before you get bulky. Yeah. I think, I think that's just, you know, not even necessarily in parallel. I think that's just lifting in general, that misconception of women. And it's like, Oh no, I don't want to, you know, you know, get, like you said, get bulky, look like a man or whatever it may be. If I lift weights, you know, or, you know, I do lift weights, but I just get my three pound dumbbells and, you know, I do a gazillion reps of those. And, you know, I, that's my weight training. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not, if you're trying to get strong, that's not the way <laughs> to do that. And if you've been doing the same routine for three years with the three to five pounders, that's also not going to be the, <laughs> the best way to do it too. But I think just more education and be having more women be in the forefront to say, guess what? This is actually what it is. And let's educate. This is not, you know, you're not Arnold. You're not turning into <laughs> Arnold anytime soon. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> gotcha. What, um, what advice do you have for other women that are stuck? They want to accomplish a goal or they don't even know where to start. Mm. So those that are stuck and you don't even know where to start, literally just start. If it is walking for 10 minutes, if it is running for 10 minutes, wherever your level is at, just start. There's no right or wrong way to do it unless you're not going to start. That's the only wrong way is not starting. And don't wait to get that gym membership. Or maybe you're not a gym person. Don't wait to order some bands. You can order bands off of Amazon for probably like less than 15 bucks to get a workout in. And Google is full of workouts. Like you can start, but you also have to remember when we start things. And I only share this because I'm very much into mindset is anytime we start something new, we have this voice in our head that is very loud. The voice that tells us, you know, oh, you have so much to go. You might as well not start. Or if you go, you're going to stop halfway through the way because you've done this before or you can't commit. So you better not stop. So it's also understanding you have to shift your mindset around it as well. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think the work that you're doing, working with, um, you know, individuals and working with that mindset, that is, you know, a whole that that can take you anywhere from people to saying, oh, I'm not going to make it a miss or they see someone else that's been successful and not realizing all those steps that it takes. And then a lot of it starts with where your mindset is as far as what your success or or failure looks like or like say not failure is just series 
of uh, experiences <laughs> that are, that are, that help develop you into the person that you are today. Yes. So now we get to the fun questions, final fun questions. So I'm just going to go down the line and then I'm going to ask you some this or that questions. Okay. So book or movie? Book. Awesome. Coffee or tea? Coffee. You're, I'm right with you, girl. I'm right with you on that one. <laughs> that is the lifeblood. Yes, it is. Is <laughs> coffee. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Nice. Commando or undies? Commando. Nice. <laughs> All day. <laughs> Burgers or tacos? Burgers. Nice. Uh, piercings or tattoos? Piercings. Okay. Weird or crazy? Crazy. <laughs> Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Nice. Uh, Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Cool. Okay. So I always like to end with asking people what their favorite saying, quote, scripture, or something that you like to use to kind of inspire or encourage yourself. Mm. So I would say um, the biggest thing is is remember that fear is made to keep you safe, not stuck. And once you have the awareness and you shift your mindset around that, fear will never hold you back. It's not about being fearless. It's about working through it. Nice. Fear will never hold you back. I like that. All right. So how can we learn more about you, Emily? Um, Website, social media handles, so we can stay connected to what you're doing. Yeah. So, uh, I have everything on my website. It's emilyadams.net. And I do hang out on my Instagram stories all the time, inspire, empower, impacts. It's kind of Instagram stories are my thing. So, and I'm always down to, I always say this everywhere I go, even on my uh, social media handles is just because I'm a coach doesn't mean that I expect to get paid if you have a question. So if you have questions, send me a message. I'm always down the chat. Nice. Well, thank you for joining me today. This is really awesome. I'm really excited about the release of this episode. I really think it's going to be impactful for um, a lot of individuals. And uh, we'll make sure that we have to figure out a time to actually get a cup of coffee or something together in person. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so we both, both have that love as well. All right. See you later. See ya. Hey girl, thanks for listening to the show today. If you're new to running or tired of trying to search Dr. Google on the best ways to begin and continue running without giving up or getting burnt out, then head over to www.runnersuniversity.co slash get started to grab my bulletproof running guide for women. You got this girl, do your thing. Music produced by King Music. Check them out, y'all.